Hey everyone, Tom here, Alf Metallica, back with yet another episode of the show. Just before we get to the ghost show, today's episode on Sliver, Reload Sliver, I just want to apologise to Clint Wells in advance, as I know this episode is likely to upset him, at least on my part. You know, people, if you do enjoy Reload and you do like Sliver, let me know, metallicapodgmail.com. But today we are tackling that, and Reload obviously sucks. Just before we get to today's guest and today's song and all of that stuff, MetallicaPod at gmail.com, as I said, at MetallicaPod on Twitter. Patreon is there. If you enjoy the show, you want to give back to the show, episodes like this go on there first. The RSS feed is there as well. I put the So What files on there. So yeah, if you want to give back, you want to get access, sort of pay-per-view there. Leave us a review on iTunes. What else is there? Spotify. We're on all those sort of platforms. But yet today, one of the best things about the show is return guests. People have had great chats about the band in the past. Today's guest, we discuss Slap Messiah, and we also did a big cunning stunts review as well. Aiden, how's it going, sir? Good, Tom. Good, Tom. How about yourself? I'm very well. Are you you call it? I mean, I haven't done my research here. I should really remember, but you're like Californian West Coast base. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. So- Southern California, United States. So basically, LA to any foreigner. Okay. Do you do you visit LA often or? Mm, often, no. It's but a good place. tonight, my band is playing a show in LA. Shit. So there's Dude. that. Are you going to be flying or is it like an old LA? Uh, thing? yeah, 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 yeah. Sort of retweeting. So today, you know, we're talking about Reload. We're talking about Sliver, as we always are. But just before we do that, I want to get to a quick email from Ivan. Ivan was on the show recently. I actually got this email like 20 minutes before we record, so uh, shout out to Ivan there. He was on for the Seeking Destroy episode. It was a great episode recently. He says, Hi Tom, I'm in the midst of listening to the Short Straw episode and was stoked to hear the discussion about debut albums. Here are my additional thoughts. Systemized under two different set of criteria. So this is some crazy advanced blueprints Ivan has given on these debut albums, by the way. So he says, A. Debut albums that are defining for the emergence of a new genre or style, or arguably the best offerings from the band, never surpassed by subsequent offerings. Examples could be Sex Pistols, Nevermind the Bollocks, Mr. Bungle, Rage, Pearl Jam's 10, Corn, as mentioned before, Suicidal's debut, which he terms as the birth of crossover thrash, arguably their best, surely the most influential record. And B other debut albums that are defining for the emergence of a new genre style of music are not the best offerings by the band but still good enough to be called out it talks about pink floyd's debut there led zeppelin sabbath metallica kill em all napalm death it puts gnr in that pile which i'm a little confused about i think appetite is easily their best offering yeah i don't for those criteria just some that quickly come to mind mm-hmm. like for the first set of debut albums that never surpass anything yeah. not even close uh, Hot Fuss by The Killers. Yeah, yeah, it's a good... Yeah, Samstown was Un- kind of there, but yeah, Hot Fuss is well. Uh, nothing. Samstown is good. Sawdust is good. And everything mm-hmm. after that, there's... Oh, trash. There's no trash. point. Yeah, it's literal it's trash, honestly. It's got a trash. Yeah, I hate it. Yeah. But no, you're but, right. That first album, I mean, Mr. Brightside, yeah, yeah. In, in the UK scene for people my age, that is like our national anthem. Yeah, you told me about that. I think we mentioned we it last time. You Did you say me. you were going to do a Killers podcast? Was that yourself? Uh, Someone said that on the show. Definitely. Before. I don't think it was me, but mm-hmm. I did mention the killers. So yeah, I mean, I in just that, love that first album. No, in that similar vein as well, the Strokes' incredible debut. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely, mm-hmm. Strokes' debut is great. If you count Dookie by Green Day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's like came some up. people yep. like, that's said not that. their first album, but it's mm-hmm. their first major label yeah. album. So. Yeah, 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 yeah. Arctic Monkeys as well. Uh, yeah, yeah. Doors, Van Halen, Talking Heads. One that in the second criteria that comes to mind where it's definitely not the best effort of the mm-hmm. band, but it definitely is very influential to a whole style of music is Remission by Mastodon. Their right. first album. There's mm-hmm. nothing like it. Like I, I've yet to hear 
yeah. anything like it. However, it, you know, it's nowhere near as good as Crack the Sky or Blood Mountain. Blood or Mountain is stuff yeah. like that. Yeah, yeah. Blood. I, I think Blood Mountain's untouched. Like I, I, I adore Blood Mountain so hard. I've tried desperately to get into any other Mastodon record as good, but they don't hit that spot for me that Blood Mountain does. That's understandable. It used to be my favorite for a while, but now I'm part of the Crack the Sky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crack one of those guys. Crew. One of those guys. Yeah. I mean, I mean, just quickly as well. Boston, who I've mentioned many times on the show, their debut is a masterpiece. An album that I've only really listened to in the last two years or so since moving to Oxford, but has quickly became one of my all-time favorite rock albums. I think that is phenomenally uh, put together. Joe Jackson as well. I know a bit more of an obscure pick. I actually saw this guy recently with my dad. We've seen him like five or six times. This sardonic. Elvis Costello-esque, wiry, uh, post-punk. So definitely check out his music as well. Probably most famous for Amphrax covering Got the Time. That was one of their big singles. Very weird that I listened to that with my dad when I was young and then learned that one of the big four covered it and was a big crossover hit, apparently. But yeah, prefer Joe's yeah. version. But shout out to Ivan there. So we're talking about Sliver. Now, I mean, I, you know, obviously I despise Reload. And it's my it's probably my worst song on my worst album, if I was to give it an analysis. <laughs> Man. Do you like this track or? Yeah, I remember going out of my way to pick out of the songs after we did Left Messiah, yeah. you listed off some songs that were available, and I went out of my way to pick Slither. Mm-hmm. I I really enjoy Slither. I know that you have a strong disdain for reload. <laughs> Is that because you look at the album as sort of like the b-sides of load like uh, the leftover just, garbage just, of load washing uninspired songwriting and this track is the because epi- i know the you like load you do like load there are parts of load i like i like loads a side I, I i think it's horrific uh, towards the end Ooh, horrific i think cure is is, is pain cure oh, is a, i love cure <laughs> is a waste of time i would genuinely say cure is a waste of time as is sliver for me personally again not trying to trigger people but you know, one of the surefire signs you don't have enough ideas in your song, and I think this is crucially what the song's lacking, any interesting ideas at all. They repeat, the intro is the chorus, the chorus is the intro, you know, the intro's kind of half-baked, we can kind of half-hear Hetfield moaning this through, it's kind of almost like we're trying to listen to him through the uh, Serrano artwork, through that blood and piss and whatever <laughs> it is, you know, it's semi-permeable, kind of irritating to hear, and then it becomes the chorus going on to that. When there's that recycling going on, and this song, I mean, how familiar are the riffs as well? Like, you know, Hetfield asks in this song, haven't I seen you before? And I fucking asking that to the guitar playing, like, there's a sense of deja vu replete across the track Aiden oh yeah I mean the guitar work on Slither and most songs offload and reload even songs I like songs like Ain't My Bitch or Outlaw Torn mm-hmm. Memory Remains songs I like and Slither is and falls in that too Cure like you mentioned they have this same 7-5 yep. you know 7-5 seven, 7-5 five, seven, mm-hmm. five occasionally 5-7 uh, occasionally 5-7 yeah 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 King Nothing is another example mm-hmm. This, these, both these albums are littered with basically the... variations of the same one riff <laughs> literally the same riff yeah just sort of and which is why songs like until it sleeps and where are so refreshing you know songs yeah. like low man's lyric like okay yeah this is actually oh but yeah there's there's so much of this and i turned it on the first episode it is butt rock it is juvenile yeah and it, it is. is like especially for it to come from hetfield's hands 
you know, he's such a genius. He's such an architect. The riff master. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, we said on the Sabracadabra episode with Ryan of Sabbath Bloody Podcast, go check out the show, his Black Sabbath podcast, absolutely brilliant. Black Sabbath, weirdly enough, have just staged, like, you fucking Yankees, you get your you get your guitar exhibition at the Met that I'm dying to go to, that I think Clint's been to and the Van Halen podcast guys have been to, and there's just all these, you know, incredible <laughs> instruments there. But... In my hometown of Birmingham, we've just had a new Sabbath exhibition that's like the first of its kind, a giant retrospective of the band. So that somewhat wow. soothed the wounds there. And I said, yeah, to, yeah. you know, and I said to Roy, at the at the riff round table at the end of time, it, I think it will be Hetfield and Iomi like co-chairing it. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. No two people have had such no. influential riffs, but on top of that, also great and long-lasting. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, an inspired. Slither is not one of them. Because Sli- <laughs> Slither is the start of a riff, and it's the start of a bad riff. But it's that kind of you know banging your foot on the pedal of your motorbike down, down, down. Like, like there's nothing really yeah. there. There really isn't. It's a warm up exercise, and it was deemed worthy to have as the riff of a Metallica song. Beggars the way belief. I look at Slither is in a different perspective from right. you because. Sure, the riff, if you can even call it that, is is boring. It's garbage. It goes on forever. Terrible. However, I don't look at Slither in the context of how I look at a song like Dyer's Eve, where I'm like, oh, the riffs, the riffs on top mm-hmm. of riffs, on mm-hmm. top of riffs. So I look at Slither as like as a whole. You know, what I mean, there's not much to analyze, but I can appreciate it for what it is. It's a songwriter's song. This is a song that like anybody who has any understanding of the guitar could figure out. Like, literally, before we started talking, I picked up a guitar, tuned it to E-flat, and I figured out, like, pretty much the whole song. Yeah. It's a song that's fun to play when you're sitting around with a guitar, and it's, I'm going to say, it, it's catchy. Like, uh, I think the melodies in the chorus, the vocal melodies, are are catchy over this whole 757 thing. The riff isn't the main point. It's how it all blends yeah. together. James's vocals are a highlight. Don't, don't get, yeah, to get yeah, me yeah. wrong, but I'm just... Ugh. Like, and it doesn't have to be a difficult thing. Like, it could be like a Dyer's Eve, whatever. It doesn't have to be that metallic. I have a lot of simple songs that are fucking brilliant. But I just can't really let the riff go. It's just so anonymous, it hurts. It's not really even a riff, as you said before. And, you know, it's worse than the sound of paint drying. It's like, it's the sound of water treading, basically. It's, it's, sonically is impressive. It's heavy, and it's got a certain presence and resonance that'll stick with you like you know all of load and reload does you know it, it does it does sound great in that way but it's just a bit it, it's like conversing with a dullard it's like it's not really giving me anything back as i listen to it no 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 it definitely does not grab your attention and i will admit when there's about a minute or a minute and a half after we get to that second chorus i i really just want to turn the song off well there, there's no there's no point to listen after that because it's what intro verse chorus verse chorus. Yeah, all and, mushed together as well, like so. Lazy. And then there's the like the weird harmony part, and then after that, it the, it loses my attention. But when it has my attention, as a whole, for the first half of the song, I I particularly enjoy it more so than I do. Carpe Diem, baby, better than you. Oh my god! Attitude, usual suspects. Yeah, I'm not going to tar Bad Seed with that brush. No, no, I love Bad Seed. One of the places in the song where I find joy, as you always do in a Metallica song, is James's performances, especially his ad libbing. Oh, you know, it's, it's yes. just a real yes. like he's letting the rip vocal, there. Like, I love it. 
the vocal and lyrical approach to the song is what really makes it for me is Lyric because is bad, I, I, I feel the same way about the lyrics and vocals that I do like a song like Cure or Prince Charming. They had like this attitude, mm-hmm. pun intended, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. on these two albums that it's that this like swagger, like there are cowboys or something. And there's a charm to it because like it's threatening. Like you read the lyrics oh, don't go looking for snakes because you might find them. You know, it's like the old man sitting at the campfire who's, you know, I suppose going to like beat you up or something. I don't know. It's it's. Don't send your, it's eye- like... send your eyes to the sun, though. That is such a garbled written line. Send your eyes. You mean, you, what, you mean yeah. look at the sun? I could just, I, whenever I say this, like say the lyrics of the song or I'm singing them, I say don't turn your eyes to the sun. Yeah. Exactly. Like, that's just, I didn't even realize it was send until you said it right now. Yeah. Send your yeah. There's something just a little uh, baked about that that I don't appreciate. A little too slow. Yeah. A little too turgid. This these cod Nick Cave explorations. You might blind them. Haven't I seen you here before? And the song is full of these kind of grand statements that just don't really cohere with their surroundings. So you know, like haven't I seen you here before? He asks as well. And um, mm-hmm. the heroes ain't no heroes no more. And you know, I just I like that. I, I I like the sentiment. I just think it's pulled off quite, you know, just offhand. I've always viewed as I remember like the first few times I ever heard Slither, I really liked and I like got that feeling like, ooh, that was cool. Like I hope they do it again mm. in the song, like because there ain't no heroes here, because it's it's almost like a big reveal. Because he's like ever since the beginning of the song, it starts, bum bum bum, don't go look. He keeps on saying this and throughout the chorus. Oh, he's warning you. Mm-hmm. Don't go look for snakes. Don't send your eyes to the sun. You know what I mean? Oh, like the puppets, you know, dance, the puppets dancing, the game plays so nicely. And then there ain't no heroes here. There ain't no heroes no more. And despite its like grammatical errors, it, there's like a, a swagger and a charm to it that I think is that I think is really cool, I guess. Okay, okay. I mean, yeah, I, I find it quite charmless, but... I, I appreciate everyone has different ears and yeah the chorus Maybe it's the it's the Americana downwardness of it me. the chorus it's the down don't go there's something about it that doesn't really strike out for me um the the, the the melody isn't that interesting and yeah i say the grandstand statement on the blank canvas the words lose some of their import you mentioned it prior the sort of harmonized break we have between the two now this is literally one of the all-time worst metallic guitar moments like facts for me there are so it's it's pretty it's so uninspired because you play guitar i play guitar everyone knows who plays guitar when you're writing riffs you know now but especially when you start and you're just fucking around on the fretboard or whatever you know that going up 12 frets sounds kind of different but kind of the same and you just end your riff (laughs) that way and it fucking does that it's this simple little lick between kirk and james it just goes up 12 frets and it's it's cringe inducing basically and there are so many brilliant metallica guitar harmony parts you know i don't need to tell you or any of the listeners about creeping death or atlas rise or the day that never comes or you know this is abysmal and i can't believe again i can't believe that this got papa het's okay i can't believe this exists to lead us into a redundant solo it's just i'm tearing my hair out when i listen to this song sometimes that i I can agree with the tearing my hair out sentiment towards the harmony like if james is addicted to the five and the seven then kirk is all over the 12 and the 14 that's what he was in rehab for 
like low key. It's very uninspired. It's it just is. it's unenjoyable. I can agree with that. It's just it's just yeah. I mean, we know what they're capable capable of, and the solo is very motif driven in these blues boxy ways. You know, I'm not gonna sort of go mm-hmm. in on it. We've we've gone through this a few times. A lot of his toolboxes on display, and yeah. you know, oh, he's he's here now on the fretboard, and we're getting this crescendo, and it just none of it really ties together in any sort of satisfying language um it's interesting i guess is i wanted to bring up is that obviously in the writing credits james and lars are there but kirk hammett is also listed as a writer of this song Uh and i wonder like what the hell did kirk have to contribute to this this is like (laughs) probably the majority song that somebody writes you know when they Mm. first learn how to play guitar yeah it is it is and they're you know the song sort of fades out post solo um and as i said we get certain parts repeating over each other which like the replacing the intro with the chorus interchanging those is symptomatic of poor you know insipid songwriting really and and look this song doesn't stick with me quite clearly but with low tracks it's quite unusual in the fact that most people on on the Twitter at Metallica Pod have really agreed with me, you know, people do kind of. I think most people rank this song very low, if not their least favorite Metallica song. So there is that recognition out there. But um, as we always do, we'll go to you guys uh, at Metallica Pod. Uh, we've got to talk about Clint first. So uh, Metal, your podcast saying Sliver is fucking awesome. Always has been. Love the riff. Love how dark it is and the parable s chorus refrain. Great backbeat and guitar work. I honestly don't see how one can like Reload and dislike this song. How do you feel about that, Aid? If one likes Reload, one will like this song. I feel like it is the Reload formula. You think? Watered down, yet done to a T. Distilled, yeah. I mean, Ra- Ralph himself on the Twitter, I, I like Reload, he said to uh, to Clint. Don't think I can say I love this, though. This one, however, usually gets skips before I'm in the right mood. Okay, so he says, heard this song before, and it's called Enter Sandman. Now, I wasn't aware there was all this Enter Sandman is actually this yeah. track. You, you know, were you familiar so with that a lot, I saw a lot of that, too. Yeah. If, if you go on Genius, like, for had the you, look Had of you lyrics. ever sensed that before you read about it? Because no, it never came up. No. But I, to be honest, I kind of avoid this song like the plague, but still. I don't think there's any similarities. I, bef- I remember seeing like comments on like under Twitter or on Genius mm. saying Slither riff is basically Inner Sandman reversed. And so I picked up a guitar and I literally played Inner Sandman reversed. And like there's like I don't think there's any like, th- no. like the Inner Sandman has that like tritone with the sixth fret and the seventh yeah. fret yeah. a string apart. But and like this doesn't. This is all whole step intervals you know what i mean you're right yeah so i, I, I went a, on it's a whole string up too mm, yeah yeah i didn't it didn't feel right to me and i d- definitely checked out the song live and thought about the song and one of the top comments actually um on on this song on the saint anger video on on the um sorry on the reload video was sounds like enter sandman played wrong lol and it's got like 600 upvotes and i'm like eh, <laughs> it's sort of there but 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 yeah not really so um yeah let us guys I think those are non-guitar players yeah i didn't it's i I couldn't really hear anything similar really i mean because it just comes from this gene pool and okay this is black album to reload or whatever but yeah no didn't really strike me as too similar 
Ralph saying on the Twitter again, all right, so honestly, this is one of those reload tracks that could have been left on the cutting room floor for me, or maybe used as a B-side. I always thought it was kind of silly for them to basically make a poor man's version of Sandman so soon after releasing such an iconic song. It always seemed a bit too slow and plodding, maybe even a bit boring. Some self-editing during this era could have helped, though. They um, they made some monster tunes at the time. Sometimes a skipper for me, but once in a while, I do enjoy it for some reason. Metallicarl also says the main riff is basically the end of Sandman riff with the ending reversed. In fact, you can almost sing all of Enter Sandman over this song down to Lord's Prayer part and um, we also have Triton saying I really like the See You Calling part good chugging riff nice drum fill and very Alice in Chaney vocal line two bandits attached to a filler track with the band on autopilot John saying one of the many album fillers of the era that really should have never should have been recorded Bob Rock, Bob O'Rourke saying, not Bob Rock, Bob O'Rourke saying, maybe my least favourite track on Reload, possibly the weakest song on the record, should have called it Filler instead of Sliver, Farouk says their very worst song, the vocal performance is particularly embarrassing, now I do disagree there, uh, I do really mm-hmm. like Het's performance, and uh, Master Pun saying, very sleazy, has a bit of swagger to it, dare I say, so quite, unsurpri- yeah. so quite unsurprising there, that um, most people hate the song's guts, no, yeah, I can I can see why. I mean, it's pretty much filler. Mm. I would say I'm in a minority of saying that I usually don't skip this one. Sometimes I'll go to it. I can recall wow. driving and putting on Slither just like just cause. Mm-hmm. Just Sliver, bitch. <laughs> just rock up to places with Sliver on. You will you will get some looks certainly. And you know this song does yeah. have its fans. It goes without saying. And you know, let me know metallicapodgmail.com if you're enraged and you want to argue in Sliver's defense I'd love to read that out and get into that so yeah guys this has been Sliver I mean any final thoughts on uh, on Sliver for you look man like the guy on the tweet said like I said there's a strange cowboy swagger mm-hmm. to it and though being uninspired I love how demeaning it is the lyrics really bring you down they look down on you the opening chords are chromatic you know going down the chromatic scale it's demeaning it gets it's dark like the guy in the tweet said <clears throat> it's like punches in the face every time he does the ooh or yeah that, that <clears throat> yeah they're, they're visceral they're electric no doubt lars hits the the crash on beat two you know like like check your moves on now dun 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 bah you know mm-hmm. instead of on the first beat of that measure there's like a there's a hesitant to the to the strike that they make on the drums it's demeaning it's raw it's it's heavy it's dark but it's definitely far from the best they've ever put out even the best on this album i, I mean there's so many highlights from i'd love to hear the isolated track of hetfield's performance here even when he's like so nicely like you know it was like yeah, a few exactly. a's in that word so i like the song yeah. i would say that is a good encapsulation of it. I don't definitely don't love it. I don't hate it. I I like it. Yeah, yeah, I like it. Yeah, I think you know eventually when we draw the show to a close, or at least draw the sort of main sequence, the chronology there, I will do an ultimate ranking of every single Metallica song that I've spoken about. And this mm-hmm. will this I, I can't say for sure. You know, depending on my mood that day, whether this will actually be the worst ever song that I've discussed on the show. But it will be bottom five, I think, guaranteed. I think it would be very generous of you to put it at the very bottom, considering a lot of their discography. However, <laughs> towards the bottom, towards. I I expect that. It, well, yeah, guys, you know, check out that episode in the future and see where I put it down there. And let us know again what you thought about Sliver. 
As always, you can get in touch with me at gmail.com if you want to hop on the show and discuss something. All the song choices are now pretty much filled up. But if you want to just get in touch or, you know, the topic you want to discuss, let me know there. Patreon is there as well. If you enjoy the show, you want to give back to the show, you want to support the show, you want to get access to episodes like this before they drop. We've got loads of cool episodes coming up. We've got The Small Hours, followed by So What next week. Uh, then into Some Kind of Monster, Spit on the Bone, St. Anger, Stone Cold Crazy, Stone Dead Forever, The Struggle Within, Suicide and Redemption, Sweet Amber. That's all of the S's concluded as we get into the uh, middle of August with the show. But yeah, as always, guys, thank you for listening. Go check out Sliver. Give it a re-listen. I'll never, thankfully, <laughs> gonna have to listen to it ever again. But Aiden, what about um, yourself, man? Any, any, anything promote? Yeah, um follow i guess my band my band's instagram we're a metal band from california hmm. at trilobite band i'm sure i could give it to tom and he'll sure. put it somewhere where you can see it um yeah we're playing shows in the area you can listen to our our single on soundcloud and youtube and itunes and stuff like that we're gonna have a whole ep out so mm-hmm. yeah all right man. that's well, about it as always this has been great thank you guys for listening and um, we'll be back very shortly for another discussion on metallica another song it's been Tom, Alpatalica. Thanks again. Aiden, thank you, sir. Yeah.